You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Bites, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 142nd episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt sitting on an exercise ball in Minneapolis. Uh, this is Spencer in Boston. Guys, we're all back. Everybody's every, the I, band is back together. I gotta admit, guys, last last episode. It's fantastic. Listen to it in a sweet BMW 3 Series diesel while driving on the wrong side of the road in Ireland. And um, it was the, great. The wrong side or the left side? You were the, oh, good question. Were you the, yeah, were you the <laughs> correct side, side for being in Ireland? Because if you were on the right side when you were there, then it would have been the wrong side. I'm already confused and I wasn't even driving. I was driving on the left side of the road so that basically I was driving from the American passenger seat. I see. (laughs) And let me tell you a little secret tip trip. Tim's tips when when traveling overseas. Mm -hmm. Taking a right-hand turn is a little awkward when you're on the opposite side of the car. Because you take that right-hand turn like you normally would take a right-hand turn, and it's smack dab into oncoming traffic. So yeah, be a little bit of patient. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about that in my head as you were saying it. I was like, that doesn't sound too weird. And I was like, oh, wait, yeah, there you go, right into oncoming traffic. You know, and the people of Ireland, they love tourists driving on their nice, quaint, skinny country roads that don't have a shoulder. (laughs) They're they're called B-roads, right? Is that right? Is that what I learned from Top Gear? Are sure. You, uh, were you also um, grinding your gears out there, Timmy, in the uh, in the in the standard uh, transmission? No, I definitely <laughs> got an automatic because okay. I was a little freaked out because I don't know if if I'm skilled enough to use the left hand on the joystick. Mm. That would be fun. I would like to. Yeah, that'd be fun. I would have gone take, for the manual. Take some practice. <sighs> take some practice, it, Timmy, to to master the stranger. See, the thing is, if you practice when you're there, Tim, then when you come back to America, you can buy, like, one of these weird uh, Japanese imported cars and not worry about messing up the transmission Mm -hmm. so much. You know, you just mess up that one on vacation. Are Japanese imported – in Japan, they drive on the left side of the car, right? Yeah, they're like England. (laughs) They are? Yeah, they do. No, they are on – their driver's side is on the right side. Okay, you guys, guys, we're 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 getting in the weeds here, and everyone comes to the Slow Ride podcast for expert advice on where people and, drive. Well, and I got to tell you, one of my favorite things about Twitter is oh. is the everyone tweeting at us at the slowridepod.com. And lately, a ton of Klein bikes have been sent to us on Twitter, and yeah. some of the most, some of the best. And Spencer, you and I were um, talking about we were telling little guy, yep. but Ian Banks tweets us and he says hey swap meet time and the first bike i see is the klein mantra comp oh it looks so good yeah and swap this past everything. weekend and this past weekend in orlando was the 
orange cycle um, bike swap. I walked through not I didn't really know much about it, but I knew it was going on, and I wouldn't have missed it for the world. No, um, and you, little guy, this past weekend was the Twin Cities bike swap. How was it? I got confused, and I thought it was next weekend, so I was just hanging out. I went for a walk, and I got home, and I looked at my phone, and I had a text from uh, friend Colin, which was a picture of a Kroll mountain bike with that green astroturf of the swap floor in the picture, and I was like, oh, no, the swap's happening right now, (laughs) isn't it? And I looked, and it only had 40 minutes left, so I, I couldn't make it. So the little guy failed to go to the bike swap, and poor Tom Boonen Tom Boonen is never going to get yeah, that, that Lauren Fignon. Like, well, this could have been the year, little guy. This could have been the year well, that I, that something amazing was there. I heard from reliable source being Dylan, who I think me and Dylan can channel each other's bicycle want brains pretty well, um, that it wasn't that good this year. Um but most importantly, it would have been Baby's first swap. It would have been and his first know, swap, and I had big plans to use him as a bargaining tactic. Like when that's people what I was about wanted, to say. Yeah. people were like, "Want forty bucks?" I'd be like, "Come on, man! I just had a baby. Like, come on, money's a little no, tight, no, but no, I really no, need no, this no. rapid rise for derailleur." Um, oh, let, let me get the wallet, and then you're like, uh, you're like, oh, I can't. I've got this baby, and I oh, it's, he's real sensitive. I can't put him down. All I've got is take five, five bucks. bucks in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I um so what I've decided to start doing at bike swaps is just to ask if anybody has RX time RXS pedals. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's my new uh that's what that's what I think it's a I I'm not as educated as you guys are on your amazing segment last week of what you're watching on eBay, which crowd response was fantastic. Good. I got to <laughs> say though, I've decided that RXS pedals are going to be my new unicorn because they're just recent enough that some people might have them but they're not very popular down here like no. people are time pedals they're like time rxs like well, man good luck finding those hmm. that's weird it's a it's a look in shimano world baby we're just we're just some crazy rebels because they're, the, they're the best are we pedals the only out there. like cohort group that's into time rxs pedals no people like them probably i don't like them yeah I've never used them either. Though. Yeah, I was gonna say, little guy's not part of the club. But little guy, you use Time Atax, don't you? No, no, Ooh. no, he doesn't. SPDs. That's Can true. we all agree that speed play pedals are the least attractive of all pedals? Just like that, like it, you look yeah. like a giant penguin when you're walking around <laughs> on some speed play, like. It's you can it's tell true. who's got speed plays because of the the heel angle. It's a good like forty degrees, like way the yeah, that's <laughs> true, isn't it? I've never used speed play. It's true. I don't know what that stuff's like. Yeah, I've never used them either, and the people who I've do, never used them either, like, just because everyone looks like a penguin. Right, but the people who use them like swear by them. So I've heard they're really good on maybe the maybe there's something to it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't wrap my head around it, so I'm not gonna try. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a good swap tactic though, Tim, is to have a semi obscure thing to just walk up to the table and ask about, <laughs> so that you're pretty sure it's not gonna be there. So then you can poke around uh, relatively, you know, unassaulted by uh, sellers, you know, and then yeah. sort of act like, oh, I don't know if I need this. It's not what I came for. But would you take three dollars for it instead of five? And then, uh, you yeah. know, get some pity, pity discounts, pity discounts. You know, I think that's the only bike race. I'm sure there's some bike racing that happened down in um, Australia. We did get an email from um, uh 
friend of the podcast, Paul Buchanan, and all it said was one run away from being a triathlete again. And then I didn't even watch the video. I just got the preview and it's Richie Port swimming. <laughs> so yeah, so I was no. like, block. Sorry, Paul. Great dude. I know you're a supporter of the Wide Angle Podium Network, <laughs> but you might be blocked for a little while on the uh, the old um, email. But Brutal. Paul did send us a pretty sweet uh, Twitter question, guys, that has right away to do with bike racing. And he says, "Hey, remember when Leopard Trek was the um, the Sky Team Sky of the World Tour? Who's the next UCI Yankees after Team Sky dissolves this year?" And he's right, because Team Sky is going to end this year. I mean, that is that is what's happening. We all know that this is going to happen. The downfall is already um, occurring. Uh, I mean, I think – what do you think, Spencer? you think Tim should just sort of angle his chin down a little bit? <laughs> well – And 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 maybe get yeah. a mirror out and our, read our his Our listeners t-shirt. can't see what's going on here. But, yeah, uh, it, w- it would say uh, a certain movie star – logo uh on his t-shirt there would uh, maybe clue them into what what you're hinting at yeah, yeah. they they are i'm that they're a little I bit mean, yeah they're a little they're bit of the next there. borg uh team you know you think i don't know man i just i gotta say the the only team that could give them a run for it is uh is bmc um they they kind of yeah. have that whole uh fall in step thing going on as well and uh you know they've lost some of the uh, fun characters on their team and have kind See, of reined it in a little bit. I think you got to get away from the um, the dominance, and you got to get more into the um, like. Look, when I think of the Yankees, I just think of the hated team, right? Like the Yankees don't always win; they're just the jerks that have all the money that run everything, and that's why I am going to nominate. Yeah, that's well, BMC. <laughs> See, I'm a, that's why I'm going to nominate uh, Team Bahrain. Marita, because they already have the yeah. horrible owner like Steinbrenner, except their owner actually tortures people and is, you know, pretty much in violation of all of the Geneva Conventions <laughs> and uh, not exactly a nice guy. Has all the money like Steinbrenner. The only thing that he has going against him is he doesn't exactly have like the totally kick ass team yet, but you know he's going to buy it pretty soon. Well,. Who know? I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll do well. They've Ulysses already won once this year. Yeah, that's a that's a guy everybody forgot about and is now good again. So there you go. And so puff, 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 okay, puff. so if BMC is your guys' pick, um, you know, Moby Star or uh, Team Bahrain or the Yankees, who are the uh, the Minnesota Twins of the uh, of the Pro Tour? Who's the little engine that? Wait, no, not the Twins. Who's the Kansas City Royals of the uh, of the Pro Tour? You know, the team no, no, that. No, no, no. Definitely bats above above its weight. We've already said yeah, it's AG two. Let's let's, let's say, who's who's the St. Louis Cardinals? Who's the St. Louis Cardinals? Yeah, that's the Katusha. That's Katusha Alpician. See, we we gotta be care- We gotta tread carefully here because the whole city of St. Louis is listening to this podcast. I have found out from multiple <laughs> sources that we have a huge fan base in St. Louis. That is very, very Doubt upset it. with little guys' takes on their fair city. <laughs> and so we need to tread lightly here when we decide who is the St. Louis Cardinals of the World Tour. So I'm going to give you guys a second to think about it a little more. I'm saying could be... Uh... I don't actually know. Are the Cardinals good currently? Were they good in the last few years or are they 
they still got that guy that hits all the home That's runs. That's Mark McGuire, and he retired <laughs> in like 2002. No, no. They had a different guy who hit a lot well, of home Canseco runs. Well, Canseco didn't play was... for them. <laughs> Not Canseco. Man, you guys like are worse than me. I could have guessed those guys. My my baseball knowledge is in the same yeah, time period. I, so we... I don't know. Let's just say Comfortus. I was going to so say, got, I was gonna probably, say Comfortus. The Cardinals probably have yeah, one and good guy. And I was guy. thinking just like it might just be because I'm attracted to the same the red color scheme. Yeah. <laughs> so far, we've only associated red. That's been our, our main way to like bring this into so, well, I don't we're know. We're sorry, St. Louis. We're trying. <laughs> yeah. So other big news uh, outside of the world of bike racing is the Lance Armstrong, or should I say... Hey, guys, guess who's going to have a continental domestic team pretty soon? Floyd's of Leadville. They're going to be crushing it when the lawsuit comes through. It has now been pushed on. So Lance Armstrong um, got unfortunate news today with his trial will be going to jury for the whistleblower lawsuit. Um, yeah, U.S. government really? U.S. government won the case – or, sorry, stopped the injunction from the Lance Armstrong lawyers right. that the uh, the case can now go – to jury, I'm sure that we'll talk countless more times. I don't really care too much about it, but I, I hope it, not. It's... I hope we don't have to. But to sum it up for people, uh, the case isn't over, but it's basically we all know Lance defrauded the government of their sponsorship money by doping his way to winning thirty-two million dollars worth. Now well, that's what the yeah. And the now lawsuit, how much of that is going to Floyd? <laughs> <laughs> the lawsuit, the way the the whistleblower lawsuit works is that you can the government can hit you back for up to three times that. So we're looking at ninety six million dollars, and Floyd for being the uh, consummate professional that he is, and and being a great citizen and turning that that travesty in, and alerting the government to it, is uh, entitled to twenty five percent of the haul. So you know. Between twenty and twenty-five million dollars will be falling into that man's lap. Now, if he lands ever pays, I mean that's the problem. Well, but yeah. Well, well, there's other co-defendants, but regardless, here that's it a is lot. kind that's of a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And oh man, you know, so Lance, you should have just given him a job on the team when he came back from his suspension. <laughs> That that kind of sums it up, but uh, yeah, we're looking. For, I I think Floyd at this point is a smart enough guy that he's not going to invest that money in a in a UCI Continental team. So we probably <laughs> no. won't see a Floyd's of Leadville team anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, probably not. A higher growth and, industry. And uh, you know, while while it's all entertaining and good to laugh at, at uh, I, I don't know if I want to see any more guys from that era owning teams anyway. So let's yeah. Floyd can go away and do his own thing, too. All right. Well, we talked about that uh, case uh, check. That's like the next eight items on the agenda. Um, do, 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 oh, UCI disc brakes right there, guys. Uh, what, what do we got on UCI disc brakes? I heard that that is uh, solved and everything is moving on uh, as always. Yeah. Tom Boonen loves them. <laughs> Marcel yeah, Kittle loves them. Yeah, that's a letdown. What a letdown in the last year of his career for him to just like throw the whole sport of cycling under the bus. All the tradition. I know. It's kind of like I don't want him to win. I don't want him to win Paris Roubaix for the fact that all we're going to hear about is the disc brakes or why he won Paris Roubaix. Well, he might not be because the uh, the riders' union 
sent a very stern letter to the UCI saying we do not want disc brakes in the Peloton in this sort of mishmash. It's either everybody's on them or nobody's on them, basically. And they got 600 riders to sign up saying that they don't want disc brakes in the Peloton. And nice. uh, unless they have the rounded edges, which apparently Boonins do, but also those little um, kind of disc brake covers that they were showing last year, which none of it, none of the bikes do yet. Those don't exist it, yet. It does make sense to like have some kind of cover on the disc brakes, doesn't it? I mean, it is a spinning blade that is out. It, like, it's not like spokes. It does. I, I agree. It does. For safety's sake, it makes perfect sense. But I think there's an easier solution. No Your disc brakes? <laughs> yeah, just the way that it has been. Seems oh, like maybe it's all right. They are so ugly, and I just don't know if there's a reason to have them, I guess, is is kind of my... Uh, oh, modulation. You know, uh, supposedly modulation. Yeah. Guys, I just I just don't want there to be a disc brake that wins Paris-Roubaix. That's just... Like, I'm willing to have Tom Boonen not win in his final race on disc brakes and have, you know... Yeah, TJ Van Garder and take the win. You want there to be a sprint and a bike throw, and but when he throws the bike, he accidentally throws it in like too much modulation, and he stops. <laughs> yeah, it's just too heavy. And somebody yeah. does the science, and like, man, if the bike was a little bit lighter, like if it had rim brakes, if it had canties, maybe that will be what will happen this year. Is because it seems like every year the AG2R guys are the only one of the few teams that pulls out the cross bikes. Um, and like the third lever and stuff. Maybe we'll get an AG2R rider. I don't know who this will be. Van Summer and I guess going into the velodrome, cross bike, uh, extra brake levers against Boone and his <laughs> new disc brake bike, and we'll get tradition will win. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You so, guys both seem like you you really believe. Well, I just I'm just done with disc brakes. Josh Bauer emailed the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. Hello friends. As all of you know, I ride train and race in China and I've been trying to introduce the wave to everyone that is here. Unfortunately, the Chinese don't wave back. So it's a bit of a bummer, but I still do it anyways. Here's a question for you guys. Do you consider someone driving a scooter, someone I should wave to in China? There are just as many scooters as there are cyclists. How about cyclists or scooters going the wrong way about to crash into me? Discuss. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I assume he means like uh, mopeds and, yeah. you know, Vespa type of uh, scooters. But really, there's not much difference these days in the professional peloton between a motorized uh, moped and a motorized bicycle. So you may as well wave, right? I was going to say I don't no. know. I think the only... I think the only, no, I disagree. I think the only scooter you should be waving to is the one that's uh, motor pacing you for a Strava KOM. That's true. That's a good. Like point. after you get the KOM, you look over, you wave, and you say thanks, or you give, give the a, head nod. Yeah, and then you up. just kind of move on. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, you don't wave to scooters. You and uh, however, if you're in a big group of riders cruising down the road, and like a the local Harley's owner group is coming the other way. Right? On their big motorcycles, you totally do the motorcycle wave like you know what's going on. Right? Yep. A little like kind of lower your arm down at about the 40 degree angle down to your left. And then they're like, oh, what's up, guys? Yeah. Definitely you can do that. 
Unless you're in Ireland, then you do it on the right. And yeah, but <laughs> for sure. But scooters? No, you're not waving to scooters. No, not necessary. I mean, it's there's not a hard, fast rule that you can't. Like, if you want to, go right ahead. But it's, you know, you shouldn't feel the need to. Yeah. That's what I should say. And, Unless, uh, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. What do you think, little guy? Do you wave at scooters? No, I, only if we're the, like, the only people on the road. You know, middle it. Because you don't want people to see you waving a scooter? Uh, I just don't think scooters... They don't really need to exist that much. Um, I just think... What about the scooters in the bike lane over by the University of Minnesota campus? I certainly love that. don't wave at those. I would wave at a scooter like middle of nowhere, just me and a scooter. But I'd wave at anybody then. Yeah. Fair enough. Maybe not a Pontiac. <laughs> Definitely. Well, yeah. I mean, that goes without saying. Uh, it is so, kind of a so, shame so that... So you're... Say you're cruising down like a nice, just a pristine gravel road out there, you know, miles and miles from town, and and you see that cloud of dust coming up over the hill, and you're like, oh, could be a Peloton coming towards me. Could this be the group ride? And it's just a bright red Grand Am, and you're like, <laughs> shit. I'd probably make my way to the edge of the road just in case I got to jump in the ditch. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd probably jump off the road and hide. I'd probably do a tuck in the ditch so they couldn't see me to go like, oh, let's go back yeah, and get that guy. Yeah, a little yeah. worried that they'd be like, oh, just mow that cyclist down. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, anything can happen out there on those gravel roads. Um, Tim, I think you probably know something about that, don't you? I w- well, you know, <laughs> here in north central Florida, there's a lot of Pontiacs out there, and this weekend was <laughs> – as you guys know, my favorite event of the year, the seventh annual Doc Hollywood Invitational for seven straight years, a ride to commemorate the greatest Michael J. Fox film ever made um, in and, North Central Florida. What, the what Doc Hollywood. Oh, Doc Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's that seven, makes sense. 70, 75 miles of riding, and there's eight gravel sections that are about 10 miles long. Um, I created this with my old business partner, uh, Keith Richards of Swift Cycle fame. And uh, fantastic time. We had like 30, 30 at the rollout. What was crazy is 10 miles away was a uh, a crit in downtown Gainesville. We still got like 30 people to show up there. And there were so many people that were like, can you guys change the date? This is really bad planning. I can't believe you guys do this. Like, don't you check the schedule? And I was like, well, yeah, I did check the schedule. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Doc Hollywood is a... Uh... A free, free, it's a free, free social ride with yeah, so sort the of first, a winner like, at the end. The, yeah. yeah, the first 50 miles, you know, you're, you're running the first 50 miles at like 24 to 26 miles an hour, you know, kind of chatty pace, like moving a little bit of a decent clip, but, you know, talking to your bows. And then um, you get through, you get your um, your beef jerky, you get your uh, your Twinkies at the uh, the, the country store. Um, maybe you get some cigarettes. I don't know, whatever, whatever you're into. And then, uh, and then you start the ride again. You do one little quick neutral gravel section and then the flag drops. And I, for the seventh straight year, did not make the, uh, decisive (laughs) break. Um, had a hell of a great time, uh, watching everyone ride away from me, but I, I rolled in with a couple of other folks and, uh, great time. Get to the finish. There's some awesome videos. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so, so we should search up the Doc Hollywood and put it on our calendar for, uh, the 2018 season. Oh, whenever it's always going to be like that second, 
Sunday in February whenever there's a crit okay. in Gainesville. <laughs> whenever there's overlap. Okay. Hmm. Well, yeah. Well, it's kind of like at first I didn't do it on purpose. It's just because they never pulled the permit until like, you know, a month ago. And then everyone starts blaming me for purposely scheduling. And I, I got so much flack for it that now I'm like, man, I should might as well just purposely schedule it opposite their race. Not out of spite, but more just like, hey, it keeps a lot of people away. You know, like you can have that crit going on. And you're going to get the people that want to spend $35 to be in a crit, not exactly the people you probably want to ride your bike with for four and a half hours on some gravel. It, it's kind of an amazing uh, filter. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. actually like, pretty good. It's actually like and if a- you're going to put on an unsanctioned race where you're on open roads and you're worried about country folks and their Pontiacs and you don't want to make them mad, what better way to do it than to have all the actual racers mm-hmm. at a crit? Anything with a master's field, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, still a fair amount of masters show up to the Doc Hollywood because it's such a classic, you know, it came out in the early 90s. I think there's an important distinction to make is master's field is different than people who are over 35 years old who ride a bike. Those are two very, very different groups. Thank you for that clarification. That is a very, very important point to make. Yeah, well, yeah. So, uh, yeah, did the Doc Hollywood um, great sounds, time, and the winner awesome. this year was Ryan Woodall. He finally <laughs> took the win, and uh, really, really great to see him out there. He's had so many flat tires in this ride, so he uh, he took it, and uh, he'll be back next year because it's a, it's a can't miss. He brings out his whole squad um, rather that, than doing that uh, crit. So, is that uh, Ryan Woodall? It's Florida's first cyclocross national champion. Oh, yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. He won the 30-34 category a national championship at the infamous Cyclocross National Championships with the tree people the tree in people. Austin, Texas, <laughs> which now I want to do an amazing – did you guys um, see this last Cyclocross race of the season? I was listening to Crosshairs Radio. They don't do that in Europe, and they were talking about the motor in the bike of the uh-huh. world champion, yeah. Val Van Aert. Now – they claim that there's nothing to see there in that video, and this is on the Instagram feed of um, – so Instagram.com slash CXHairs, yep. and you can see this video. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a believer. I think there's an engine <laughs> in that bike. <laughs> I, I I think there's an engine on that bike, not in that bike. Oh, important distinction, Yeah. but uh, I don't know, man. I so- Timmy, I thought you said you listened to the episode from last week when you weren't here because we talked about this briefly and just shut it shut down, down pretty quickly. I think. Yeah, we we decided. Oh, really? Oh, like okay. when their shoulder? No, when their shoulder? No, no. That was the first one. That was the first one where he's running and the 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 crank arm hits the rock. Nope, nope. This is last week. Oh, this is the shoulder where to shoulder where one where he slides out. Yeah, it's it. There's no possible way. That that is a motor-related wheel spin. Okay, Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> His lawyer representing him is Ryder Hedgedal. <laughs> C- calls a character witness. It's Fabian Cancellari. I, I object. I mean, that... So this has been done to death already. I don't want to do it anymore. But no, we're are, done. are people we really that. surprised that the wheel spun when it's sliding sideways <laughs> and he's applying pressure to the pedals? Is that what we're talking about? Wait. The world is also flat. That's going to be the next thing we need to talk about here. Well, 
It'll make uh, Grand Tours easier for the sprinters. That's all I can say about that. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get rolling. I'm pretty sure Spencer that we've got a. Uh, um, I think I think it's time to see check with the USA Cycling officials. Okay. To see well, see what uh, we've got going on. I'm sure it's about time for a preem lap. So let's. Yeah, get that's Oh. This is right. This is right. This is Ryan Woodall, Florida's first cyclocross national champion. You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Hey, what are we racing for this week, little guy? Don't know. <laughs> Nobody told me. Little guy, have you ever won a preem? Yeah, I've. T- Come on, man. I told you I won a $5 pizza coupon in St. Cloud at a local St. Cloud restaurant, which I was never going to be able to use. Like because they wouldn't make a pizza without cheese? No, because we did like we did a crit, and I won the $5 pizza coupon, and then we all probably like, were like, got to go. Like You were probably like, Sarah needs a car. Sarah needs a car. And we got in the car, and we left, and I was like, when am I ever going to use my pizza coupon? Do you still have it? No. I'm I sure I... it does not have an expiration date on I'm... that. That the place either, may be out of business. I either <laughs> just threw it away or I gave it to my friend Adam who was going Wait, to college there at the time. Was it really only for $5? It was 5 bucks, man. I attacked. Me and another guy got away, sprinted so hard. I couldn't believe I won it. And then they're like, here's a $5 coupon for the pizza place. Like, really? I wasted energy for that. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. Spencer, have you ever won a preem? Uh, no, I went really hard for a preem and got nipped at the line once that I thought for sure I had gotten it. Um, and what was the preem prize? Like $500 or was it like a no, you know, it was derailleur like, tune? <laughs> I think it was 15 bucks or something like that. It was at the Hopkins crit in, uh, in nice. Minnesota. Um, I got off on the backside, two corners to go. It was just a flat four corner crit. And uh, I was like, man, I'm so far off the front. I got this in the bag, but Somebody nipped me bike throw style right at the end. Started, Never saw him started showboating. And I guess I won those track preems that time. I'm, I'm. That's what I should really be talking yeah. about. Is that time you let me out a whole bunch? Is and I won a bunch of money. Somebody just kept throwing money down yeah. for a cat four race. Yeah. Why were they throwing money out at us? I don't know. But I don't big know. ballers, we happen, big ballers up there in Blaine. Yeah, put it in our pockets. We, we won a bunch of stuff at the track. That I almost feel like that's not real. Right? I mean, it doesn't really count. Cause oh, don't say that too loud. There are thousands so, of preems up there, we, and we didn't want people to know that. Yeah. The only thing I ever won in a preem was a Planet Bike Pump about 12 years ago, and it still works. The gauge is a little goofy, but that's like a, that's a good $15 pump that some bike shop probably had on its floor for like three years. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we're probably racing for much better things on this week's preem. <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah. The, 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 the official slow ride uh, preem this week is, once again, from Health IQ dot com slash slow ride uh, that's where you can go learn about life insurance and get hooked up with the best possible rates for yourself and your active cycling lifestyle so are they going to hold it against me when i go there to sign up that i haven't won any preems are they still gonna like be like you ride enough that's cool or are they gonna be like but you're not that fast so we're not gonna give you a good rate they they actually don't care about how fast you oh, are but they, they are gonna ask you they are going to ask you if you're getting the base miles in. So, anyways, you ride about 50 miles a week. You're going to save a ton of money on your life insurance. You should definitely go healthiq.com slash slow ride. Check it out. Spencer, you're with me here. 
The, mm-hmm. it, it's got to be done. And Tom Boonen, Tom Boonen is around. It's kind of like a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, you gotta leave them something. You gotta have the nest uh, egg. There's you a know, climb downstairs. That's that's not gonna get them anything for about thirty-five more years. So. It's gonna get them up the hill faster than everybody else. <laughs> Way more <laughs> out. But those yeah. those V brakes aren't gonna stop him when he's heading hey, back down. Brakes are for fakes. Right. That's what I always say. We'd also like to thank all of the Wide Angle Podium subscribers. Go to WideAnglePodium.com to learn about the family of shows. Brand new show out again. Another episode of the Dirt, dirt Field, field. <laughs> I was about to say the Dirt Field, but yeah. I didn't know it was the Dirt Field recordings. I haven't listened to this one, but it does have – it's a it's the episode based on fitting um, with Patrick, uh, the guy out in uh, Arizona with the Hagens Bergman um, Supermint team. Yeah. And all I saw in the picture on uh, Crosshairs Radio is a is a bottle of Jameson, so I have the feeling that, that episode's going to be pretty amazing. It's a kind of a running theme with that uh, with that yeah. show, but well, that's yeah, like I, the, one of the interviews with Crosshairs talking about all the uh, different whiskeys. So yep. good stuff. Yeah, this uh, this one I haven't le- listened to yet. It just came out uh, today that they were recording this episode. So, uh, but the previous one was. Excellent, and uh, the dirt field is going to be a great addition to the wide angle podium, which is brought to you by uh, folks like you who's who support the shows, uh, support the network. And you know, if you enjoy what you're hearing here or on Crosshairs or anywhere else, uh, Honest Bicycle Program, Myerson Line, etc., check out the dirt field. Uh, you'll probably uh, find some stuff you'll like there as well. So. <laughs> cool. uh, this is Stephen Hyde with Cannondale cyclocrossworld.com and you are listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Yeah? Finally, just wrap up two things here. We got some sweet podcast reviews. We got two to take a look at. Five stars from Spinning Taco 217. Great podcast. You guys keep me laughing during my rides as people stare in curiosity. Little guys, Spencer and Tim, don't stop with your format. It keeps this Texas cyclist Humorously entertained and more importantly informed and update on news events and the lifestyle of cycling. Spinning Taco, I got a question for you. Have you ever come across a Texas cyclist named Michael Lala? If you have, in the middle of a ride, you should just go up to him, look at him square in the face, and say, Hey, do you have a five millimeter? And then just proceed to attack him. And then when he comes back up to you, you should ask him again. He'd really enjoy that. And he's going to know that you're a listener of the Slow Ride Podcast. He will. He will. I think uh, uh, I, he's got a lot of friends down in that Texas uh, state. I know it's a big place, but, you, you you know, he's a good friend of the podcast from back in the day. And I feel like we need to share the story. But all you need to know for right now is to ask that man if he has a five millimeter every single time you see him. But in the middle of a ride. Anytime. Anytime yeah, you see him. You can bring it up anytime. And the uh, 50 Volt left us a five-star review titled, I Dig It. I've been listening to this podcast for at least a year now. Thank you. Um, that's, 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 that's some dedication. Uh, you spent over a day and a half of your uh, past year with us. Um, I've been listening to this podcast for at least a year now, and it has only gotten better over time. I particularly enjoyed episode 141 where we got to hear a little guy reminisce about titanium square taper bottom brackets and vintage CNC cranks. As a steel frame and square taper crank enthusiast, wow, 
I completely <laughs> identified with it. I also want to mention that Spencer's new What's on Your eBay Watch List is a welcome addition to the show, and I hope it continues. Keep it up, guys. Awesome. Well, I'm right there with you. Square taper for life. Now, uh, was that the episode I was not on? That he uh, that was the last episode. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, oof. Yeah, Big I kudos. A lot of kudos for that show. I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> Um, I can report from the last show my uh, my campy cranks did fit on my new my new cross frame. Plenty ah. of clearance. Ooh, Spencer, That's, how's that uh, work with the uh, the Twitter poll we had? I was just pulling that up just now. Uh, we had a poll going on Twitter, little guy. I'm not really? sure if you were aware. <laughs> nah, the I'm slow aware ride, of that stuff. Yeah, the slow ride account had uh, had. Uh, oh, I just lost it. There it was. Um, we had the question out to our to our Twitter followers to see what they thought. Opinion poll: Will little guy's chain line work on his new frame? The oh, people think the options were totally. He did the math, and they did. LOL, no, can't be probs. Which was the winner at seventy seven percent? Well, you dorks are wrong. It went in. Uh, no bearing play. Everything's smooth. Lines up nice. Plenty of uh, clearance. The no. javelin has really nice uh, bendy stays. So um, I haven't built the bike up yet, but so far, it's sitting <laughs> downstairs, crank is on it, so the crank can actually get on it. Couldn't get on that stupid KHS, and I just have a fork in it and wheels on the bike, and that top tube is flat. Well, that's so, that's great. Yeah, that's great information. Are pointing but, toward good ride. So nice. I I feel like this pair of, uh, this poll really bears out. Um, you know listenership to the slow ride pod so 23 percent of people were correct with their information so that's that pretty much tracks that yeah, tracks with the right. entire existence of this podcast we got a um sweet um dm someone slid into our dms on uh twitter enrico trainee who has the important twitter handle of at crit boy that's a that's actually a pretty good one at crit boy says yo man Here's a spot for your Kieran kit. And this goes back to, Spencer, your your quest for the number nine Kieran quit, kit. And it's on um, njsexport.com. Unfortunately, the only uh, thing they have with the number nine right now is the authentic um, helmet cover. Which is a start. Ooh, yeah, It's a start. So you can get the that. helmet cover. They do have some pretty amazing uh, like limited edition Kieran jerseys and whatnot. Um, little guy... That is njs-export.com if you want to go uh, take a look because there's all types of uh, goodies that I don't even know what they are on here. Has Um, it been updated since like 2008 when the track bike market (laughs) dropped out? Probably not. Probably Probably not. not. I have have an NGS frame for sale if anybody is looking for a 54 uh, Bridgestone something. That's cheap. Sort of me. Sort of me. Sort of not me. Do you remember those uh, great remember those great businesses that popped up in the uh, late nineties, early two thousands, where you could sell things on eBay for people? Yeah, this you know we could provide places. We could provide that eBay service to people, like where we write the descriptions for what they got, and then they can put it up, right? Like they send us a picture, and then we're like, "Oh, this is why you should buy it." Do pretty amazing stuff here. Yeah, I don't know about that. Not a lot of money in that. <laughs> well, thanks, Spencer. I mean, little guy can't even make it to the bike swap, so. I don't know that people are going to trust us. I really yeah, he's probably not going to know go. the the market value. Really well, guys, the time has come for the ultimate best ever fan email that we've ever gotten. This one ah. comes to us from Brendan. 
Brendan emails the slow ride podcast at gmail.com and he says, All right, boys, you have another Irish listener who lives three miles from restaurant 17. I took my wife to restaurant 17 for Valentine's with the hope of bumping into gorgeous George. All right, a couple holes in this story already. Valentine's okay, Day is tomorrow. One, no, let's start. What are the holes already? Well, he's Irish, but why is he not living in Ireland? And two, <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day is tomorrow. <laughs> So how early yeah, was this yeah. guy for Valentine's Day? Is he trying to cut costs or something? Was he like, maybe it's yeah, the we're going no. Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day, honey? And then he's like, because he had like a coupon that was only good on the Thursday before Valentine's Day or something. Probably. All right. Anyway, yeah. go on with your story. Just I'm just you know I'm I'm just so a little nervous hope. that we're being faked out here. He's on the hope of bumping into gorgeous George Hincappy. I asked the waiter if he was in the house, and he said no. But I told him the next time he sees him. Tell him to do an interview with the Slow Ride podcast. My Same wife advice. wanted a picture of us in in front of the garden, and after that, I noticed him sitting at the bar eating a salad. Him? So, wait, him? Wait, him being him, George Hincapie. Uh... So, so, he, so what he's saying is, hey, my wife wanted a picture of us in front of in front of a garden. And after that, I noticed him sitting at the bar eating a salad. Wait, wait, wait. Read that again. I can't wrap my head around that. So his wife, she wants a picture. This is what you're saying, like a photo. And then he sees George Hincapie. Yeah. So, yeah. whoa. Wait, sitting so at did, the bar eating on, a salad. Whoa. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Whoa, hang on. Did the photograph happen, or did he just see George and sort of wander just off? Just drops well, the camera well, and walks away. Well, no, I, I think it gets better, guys. Okay, all right. I went up to him and told him how I watched my first tour to France in my grandmother's house in the summer of 1987 on a 12-inch black and white TV when our very own Stephen Roach won the tour. That might, that might be a pretty – that's a pretty – you're spitting some hot fire if, you know – if the guy you want to talk to is just sitting there at the bar eating a salad, then you come up talking some 1987 um, Stephen Roach won the tour. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, I bet, yeah, I bet George was like, okay, so what about yeah. me? What about, yeah, exactly. what, about, what about your buddy George here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I told him I have watched every stage since and witnessed all 17 of his tours. All right, that's some George love. Yeah. Then I asked him if he is aware of the Slow Ride podcast. He said he was familiar with them on Twitter. Yes. I told him that they would love to do an interview with you. He asked what the podcast was about. Home and improvement. I told him oh, that, he's, he's playing it sly is what he's doing there. He's like, oh, what's the podcast about? And oh. I told him that there are three goofy guys that love cycling and you get mentioned a lot in their podcasts, which is kind of true. Yeah, maybe. I asked him if he would be willing to do an interview with them, and he said he would. I told him that he could that he could plug his hotel and restaurant to all the listeners who could then ride the best terrain in the country. I then told George that I need some evidence that this conversation happened, and not sounding like a groupie, I would need a selfie. And he said, "Sure." He told me he he would. He told him. George said, "Have your people contact my people, and we'll do the interview." So. Good old Brandon attached a photo yeah. with the gorgeous George Hincapie like this happened. And George Hincapie is now saying he'll do an interview with us, guys. Cool. I, I, want, I want to hear from this guy's wife before we hear from George Hincapie. To see if the picture actually happened in front of yeah, the garden. I need some verification of this whole story. Because there, like Logan said, there's some holes. 
There's a lot of holes. I want to know why the waiter lied. I want this to. Oh well, that's <laughs> obvious. Come on, a guy like George, he's not gonna. He's not gonna be. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's right over there. You know. <laughs> yeah. That man needs his privacy. But yeah, there's a lot of holes in this story, and I just want to make sure it's buttoned up tight before we go calling George's people. Yeah, that's true. And. Uh, Brandon does add this at the end. P.S. Okay. I also want to point out that I've passed George many times on the road around here in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains, and George has never not waved to a fandex, uh, fellow spandex riding fool. Well, that's good. So right. George so is, I figured George is waving. Okay. Then it's true. It's all true. This story yeah. is 100%. So, all right. Reliable. So we got to start actually thinking of questions to ask George Hincappy. Um I've asked some friends. They one of the classic ones is like, "Hey George, what are you watching on Netflix?" Um, that could be a really good one. Uh, so, you guys mm-hmm. might want to think of some other things. Uh, one I was thinking about was uh, after the Doc Hollywood, we went to a Taco Bell slash KFC combo restaurant, mm-hmm. and then I would like to ask George, "Hey George, would you rather go to KFC or Taco Bell?" That's a solid one. I think yeah, you'd really like, catch him off guard with that. Yeah, I know. Like these are the. Those are the hard-hitting questions I, I think mean, people will want to listen to. Regardless if he goes to KFC or Taco Bell, would he put it in his jersey pocket with a couple of hand warmers to keep it warm for later on the ride? Oh, that, <laughs> I'm kind of nervous just thinking about this, this possibility I've asked George Hincappy some questions here. Well, you got to think about because George, like, I don't want to make the man uncomfortable because he's always had like a team car behind him to give him a warm burrito in the middle of the ride. He doesn't need to have hand warmers on it. So I'm worried he might not know about this trick. Oh, that's good. He might not know about a lot about uh, those kind of tricks because he's always had that ride support. Yeah, he. I mean, he could he could learn a lot from a couple of guys like us. Yeah, oh, like, yeah do you think he? <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have a lot of velodrome experience. What do you think he's watching on How about, George is like a na- multi-time national champ of, I mean, like as a junior and stuff on the track, isn't he? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I think he is. Don't ask the uh, the Working Men's Honest Bicycle Program people what they want us to ask him because they'll just ask us a bunch of track stuff. Yeah. What was your gear ratio in oh. 1994? <laughs> Dorks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, such uh, well, guys, we have to set up this George Hincapie interview, so we will uh, we'll do some research. It's going to be the most popular show that, that we've ever done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, we're going to have to bump uh, – somebody's is going to have to dethrone Derek Bouchard Hall, president and CEO of uh, USA Cycling at some point, and I'm only uh, – I'm, I'm proud that it could be George, George Hincapie. You know, <laughs> We've we've managed to mention him every single episode since episode one, uh, which is you know a record I'm proud of. So I think George can be proud of it too. I think that's like the 17 tours, you know, of podcasting right there. I gotta uh, say yeah. for, for Derek, a, a point for Derek Bashar Hall on on Twitter this week, Spencer, when you threw out the like which which double, which Grand Tour double is the better double, and he said the retired the retired pro double of uh, Dirty Kanza and Leadville. Yeah, that was good. That was that was I, I like that. That was funny stuff. <laughs> you know, we got a lot of love from from USA Cycling this week. I gotta say, they had their big meetings and uh, they were pretty interactive on the Twitter. And uh, you know, yeah, I, I, so they they had their big week. You can uh, Crosshairs did a big uh, story on that in this uh, today's yeah. episode that showed yeah, up. Yeah, so. absolutely. And um, 
you know, they're they're big fans of the pod there, so you know, can't say enough nice things about them. It was well, while they're listening. Do you guys have anything else to uh, add to the uh, another episode of the Slow Ride Podcast? I got one thing. Tim, you're in Orlando right now, right? Yes, I am, and things are looking good. Great weather. Um, really happy, and uh, gonna gonna be here for another week before I have to get back out on the road again. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I saw a guy on the River Road today uh, in an old Seiko jersey. Rode past oh. me kind of quickly, so I didn't think it was you, but he looked like you. I tried to catch oh. up to him. He was on a specialized tricross, but he had an old Seiko, like, long sleeve Seiko jersey on. It was a nice With the capo? Was it a capo kit? With, like, the, oh, probably. the two people sitting probably. back to back? Yeah, it was like a mud flap. Two people. <laughs> you make it sound... Just two people hanging out back to back. Perhaps <laughs> they're both uh, large busted ladies and they're naked. Um, yeah, well, people. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, you know, little guy, dude looks just I, I like I take you. a little bit of offense. Okay, well, sure. But the backhanded compliment that you put in there, or the backhanded, like, diss. Yeah, you like that? You know, Did you hear that? I know that I don't have the fitness I once had, but it's going to come back. Because uh, hey, you, you, sir, have dad legs right now. Yeah, they're So you better tired. watch out. You're probably way fitter than me right now. I'm sure you are. Yeah, I've been running. It's, it's out-of-town <laughs> form versus dad legs. Yeah, and that's no contest. Like, uh, I haven't been riding much. I haven't been sleeping much. At least not for long periods of time. Well, because Tom Boone and Tom Boone's been training because Perry Bay is around the corner. Yeah, he gets up for his 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 scream his scream training <laughs> for three hours. Well, I know that last week you guys declared it uh, road season, which is uh, um, very exciting, right? Mm-hmm. So the and I know that that's that's here, and it's uh, it's where it's at. But the we are still two weeks, two weekends away from the the official start yeah. of road season. Of course, that's ago, Umloop. Yeah. Umloop Het Newsblad um, is 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 still coming coming up uh, on the schedule. One of my favorite low low key races is the Tour of Oman. <laughs> is coming up. They always have some pretty cool uh, mountaintop finishes. <laughs> Shut up. What? All right, we're done. Yeah, we're done. We're up. done. We were ending. Right. Right? I shouldn't have kept and it going because then you start talking about that. And with that, we'd like to thank you for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Make sure whenever you're out there on the side of the road, be like gorgeous George Hincapie and wave at all your fellow cyclists. Don't let them down. They're riding a bike. They're good people too. We also want to thank Rhymesayers Entertainment and BK1 for the mm-hmm. intro and outro music. We want to thank all of the Wide Angle Podium listeners and subscribers. Go to WideAnglePodium.com to check out all of the possible shows and click donate mm-hmm. if you feel that there's uh, some value in the entertainment that you get. We'd also and, like to uh, thank uh, – yeah, if, go ahead. If, if you are a donor, uh, you get uh, that bonus content. If you haven't already checked out the Klein Corner, you probably should. Yeah, yeah, definitely check out yeah. the Klein Corner. One of the greatest things that, uh, that we've ever uh, had the little guy do – um, and disappointing is that he missed some of the clients this past week at the bike swap, but he will be there next year, guaranteed, with his new bargaining chip, Tom Boonen, Tom Boonen. And with that, we bid you adieu with the Slow Ride Podcast. Adieu. I'm a little rusty there, guys. What do you think? Is a little rusty in my uh, departure? The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.